Alright, I'm recording. Yep. Hey, can we do a 3, 2, 1 clap to make it easier to goddamn? 3, 2, you recording? Yeah. 2, <laughs> 1. <laughs> 3, 2, No, that was one. fine. That's That'll fine? Work. Okay. Oh, yep. right. Okay. Hey, Hi. everybody! No, it's my turn this time. No, it's not. Remember, because I screamed last time and said everyone shut up, listen to Holden. That's true. Yeah, it is! Welcome to Split Screen Gaming Podcast, the... Uh, semi. It's a podcast we do. I don't remember any of the spiel. Good thing it's I'm hosting two lifelong podcast. friends. Sometimes a third. Sometimes a turd. Some, Welcome back, guys. Mostly it's it's been a us, week though. since our last one. We it were hoping is. to get this up on Sunday, and then Holden said Monday, and then we said Tuesday, and then we said Wednesday. So now it's Wednesday. Yeah. And we're this one, it. this one is my fault. Last time it was your fault, but this this time it's my fault. Well, last time it was my fault because I made it your fault. Yes, that that, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I beat yeah, Hellblade yeah. now, so we can talk about Hellblade. Yeah, you did. Hey, oh, hey, tell me what you, uh, let's start this out how we always start. How, what were you playing this week? Hellblade, that's all I've had time to play. I've had that's almost no time to play video games this All week. that time going to church. <laughs> I'm not going to church. So I, I will text Chad and say I'm a mass, but I mean Massachusetts. Not, ma- I'm not a mass all the so time. often. I am a religious person, though. That is a thing. You didn't specify I'm turning down my religion. audio a little bit because it's actually going to the yellow, so I'm going to turn down just a little You're bit. You're a yellow, okay? Yeah, god damn it. All right, so just just so you know. So you played Hellblade. Uh, I did. We're going to do a little baby spoiler session after this episode. So look for a separate episode breakout thing that'll say, "Hey, spoilers for Hellblade." We'll talk about it a little bit more. But what are your just kind of like overall impressions? I think that the the beginning of the game totally deterred me from wanting to play it. So, like, Chad got this game for me out of the kindness of his own heart because he really wanted me to play it. Had you out of not something in my heart, <laughs> had you not bought this game for me, honestly, I would have stopped in the first two hours because I really hated it that much. But the end of that game makes up for it, and then some. It is so so good once you get past like, the first two, I guess, levels you could call it. Yeah, it just it just gets so much better once the psychosis starts making a bigger play in the game. That's where it starts getting a lot better for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll get into my reasons the, why and all that. Did you watch the documentary? Oh, crap. I didn't. I didn't have time. Really? Yeah. Oh, you stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. You're a stupid okay. bitch. That's all right. We'll talk about it regardless. Irregardless. Uh, this week, I played... Thank you for asking. I played... I don't uh, ask you questions anymore. <laughs> I beat Undertale. Have you ever played Undertale before or heard of Undertale or know what Undertale is? Why is that so familiar? I keep it's, thinking of it's a of spot Lucky's under tail. the dog's butt. It's, a, it's the butthole of a dog. It's what's under the tail. Oh, you've been playing with the dog's kidding, butthole. No. I've been fingering dogs on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> well, you just admitted to bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> no, Undertale is a game that came out two years ago on PC and had a cult fog- following, foggling, fondling fall. God damn it, words. Undertale just recently hard time last there, week came out on PS4 and PlayStation Vita. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, huh, it's an indie game. Got some good reviews and lots of buzz on PC. And then I was looking at reviews for the PS4 and Vita and it was like, hey, got, I think you got a 10 from IGN and a 9 from GameSpot. And I was like, what? So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick this up and play it. The very first time I heard of this game was actually from a seven-year-old girl who during a camp, all she wanted to do was fucking listen to Undertale. All she just like, Undertale! And I was like, what is Undertale? And she's like, Undertale! Undertale! I was like, fine, we'll listen to Undertale. And then 
it was an 8-bit soundtrack. And I was like, okay, cool. But she fucking loved it. And then her and this other kid bonded, and then they fucking loved it. So I was like, okay, kids love it. IGN loves it. GameSpot loves it. And you're a child. I'm going to check it out. And it is a fucking great, awesome little baby RPG. Because you're a child. Because I'm a child. Uh, it's It's kind of... It's a JRPG of sorts okay. where there are some random battles. You can level up. You can, uh, I mean, you, you fight, and it's like a, a similar experience to what you would see in a JRPG. But I think you would like it because your biggest thing with JRPGs is you don't like having no control over whether or not the enemy hits you. Yeah. This entire game, you have full control over that. Like, there's a, a little square that shows up on your screen, and you are a little heart in the middle of it. And their attacks are actually, like, if it's uh, an airplane that you're fighting, and you fight these strange-ass... You're in a world full of monsters. Okay, let's set this up. You're in a world full of monsters underground. And humans have banished monsters there and sealed them there. But I'm a little stupid human that tripped into a hole, and now I'm down there, and I'm trying to make my way back up. So I'm fighting all these weird-ass monsters, like airplanes with feelings, and, like little guys with snow hats that are just attached to their hats and piles of moss. But this game is so freaking funny. And all of their attacks, like maybe the plane is dropping bombs in this little square and you're the little heart and you're kind of dodging those bombs. And that's its attack. And then you get to attack like regular. But you can go the entire game without hurting a single enemy. Because oh, you that's also have, cool. you have like a, a, a talking attack option where... If it's there's like this, you one like negotiate horse. with your enemy, basically. Kind of a little bit, like like there's a, a battle with these two knights, and they start sweating because it's so hot. So one of your options is to start cleaning the armor of the other of one of the knights. <laughs> so I started doing that over and over to him, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, I can't take it too much too anymore. It's getting too hot." And he takes off his armor, and then the other one is like starting to freak out a little bit. And one of the options is to tell him to confront his feelings. <laughs> and then he announces, hey, I'm actually in love with you. And I uh, like looking at you with your shirt off. And then they decide to go be gay together instead of fighting you. So you could do that or you could fight them traditionally That's with really attacks funny. and weapons and shit that like that. That sounds so, like such an indie game. There's no way that would be so made by, freaking, like, a AAA developer. That's hysterical. Yeah, it's hysterical. Everything about this game is so... It, do you know what it reminds me of? What? It kind of reminds me of like, a modern take on like Earthbound or something like that. It's, it's very much inspired by Earthbound. Very much inspired by it. Uh, there are little references and hints like to Earthbound all over the place. Um, but the entire world has this charm and this personality to it. Like, the one of the first signs in the game that you walk up to, you know, in a game you walk up to a sign, you read it. Great. One of the very first signs is, press X to read a sign. And you're like, obviously, because I had to press X to read the sign that I'm reading that it tells me how to read a sign. <laughs> and then there's like a, a room <laughs> and there's a rock on the ground. And there's a switch. And you read a sign and it says, three out of four rocks love being pushed. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I'm supposed to push this rock. So you push it. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the next room and there are three rocks on the ground and you push two of them. And then you go to push the fourth one and he's like, hey, what are you doing pushing me? It's like, oh, I get it. Three out of four rocks enjoy being mm -hmm. pushed. And the fourth one doesn't. Like this whole stupid game. I laughed out loud so many freaking times. It has a great personality to it. It's super awesome. But what I find most fascinating is that there, this game is full of secrets like the game has three very different endings depending on whether you kill people the whole time or whether you kind of kill people or whether you just talk everyone out of battling and then there are 
hundreds and hundreds of side quests that you can unlock in secret rooms that you can find if you like solve puzzles a certain way. I beat the game and got the platinum trophy in about three hours. Okay. And there are people out there that are playing this for hundreds of hours. Oh and wow! Okay. It's is there that I, much game there, or are they just playing it over and over? No, it, there's there's so much in this game, so many secret little side quests and things like that. That I mean, there I can think of a couple things off the top of my head that I pass by. I'm like, what is that? Wait, are are they I'm all like, created by the that. developer, or yeah. are they like? It's, so it's not procedurally generated or anything like that. No, it's all created okay. by the developer. Interesting. Pretty awesome game. If That's you a have lot some time, of gameplay for I'm assuming this is an indie game. It's like what 15, 20 bucks. It was uh, fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. That's really good. Give me another reason to play my Vita. I so, miss my Vita. I want a Vita again. It was so good. I played it's it great. on the bus. I played it at a movie theater. I played it on my break. It was good. So Undertale, highly recommend it. Very good. I probably won't have time to go back and do anything else in the game. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to know that there is that much depth to it. I did lie earlier, actually. <gasps> there is one more game I played for a little bit. What? This week. What? So I've been doing this thing where I'm trying to go through my backlog of games that I want to play because I yeah. have so many games that. that and by I can backlog, play. you mean like the 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 piece of wood attached to your scapulas. Exactly. I'm trying to play that right now. And you're just trying to get to it, but you can't reach that spot on your back by yourself, and you're just well, kind of like awkwardly moving your hands behind you. And so, like PlayStation released all these sales where games get super cheap, and I'm like, oh, I've always wanted to try that game out. Might as well because yeah. it's ten dollars or whatever. So I have like literally I counted thirty of those games. Yep. And so I'm playing a game. It's not really quite part of my backlog, because I was planning on playing this pretty soon anyway. So I started playing Metroid, uh, not Metroid, Metro Last Light. Yep. The second one. You got that. I don't know if you ever played it, though. No, it's it's in that folder of backlog games on my PS4. The second one is fantastic. It is so, so good. It's also, it's it's a remaster, and both games are remastered together. So they're both kind of made to feel very uh, um, uh, cohesive together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just kind of feels like you're continuing playing the same experience. The story picks up pretty much with the story the last one leaves off. It's great. I haven't played a lot of it at this point to really get too much into it and to share more opinions. But it's I know how much deal. you were sucking that dick of that first one. Oh, I love Metro so this uh, 2033. Yeah, I mean, it's this very similar concept. You are living in the metro system of uh, Moscow post a, a nuclear uh, apocalypse. Nuclear. And nuclear. Yep. Nuclear. And there are, like, monsters in between the different uh, train stations, and people live in the train stations. These, like, cities are, uh, exist inside the train stations. You're, just like the last one, you're kind of maneuvering between different stations, trying to get from point A to point B, and it's just very tense, very much a survival horror first-person action game. Good stuff. Nice, nice, nice. So that's oh, yeah. the other thing you played this week? It's the other thing. I mean, again, I've barely played it, though. I really have not had much time to play video games this week. Because you've been it's in church been, all the time. Because <laughs> I've been in church all the time. That is me. I'm such a pious person. Nice. Uh, the other thing I played this week was Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. Oh, how yes! is that? How is that? Um, I just, before we started recording this podcast, s- finished chapter five of, I think there's 12 chapters in the game? That's a pretty good amount. That's five, about 12, the same I'm amount. I'm just under halfway. That's about the same amount as the first Uncharted game, isn't it? Um... Yeah, I mean, chapter count doesn't necessarily mean much. I guess when it's you're the length of each chapter, yeah. Right, because like Uncharted Four had like a thousand chapters, but they were all like ten minutes each. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, my initial impressions—I don't want to like give my whole review of the game until I played the whole thing. But my initial sure. impressions are, 
it is very good to see that Uncharted still works without Nathan Drake. Okay. Chloe and Nadine have an excellent chemistry. They, they are definitely going to continue the franchise then. This is just a test to see if they can continue the I franchise. have a feeling it is, yeah. And everything about Uncharted is there. You have, uh, for better or for worse at points, but um, the combat feels the same. You have all of your rope swing mechanics from Uncharted 4, which so far have been a little overused. Mm-hmm. Uh, climbing, traversal, the witty dialogue and banter. like It's, it's all there. It's all really, really great. Um, so far, I've just gotten a little bit of a taste. The only thing I haven't experienced so far that Uncharted is known for is like those big, breathtaking set pieces. They don't uh, usually happen all the time, though. There's usually only a handful of them per game. Yeah, and there's usually so imagine one big there's one. Probably... So there's like Uncharted 2 has the train, 3 has the plane and the cruise ship, 4 has the clock tower. Uh, so I'm well, wondering... the clock tower, the, the Madagascar car chase is the big... Well, there's the, the Madagascar, too. But yeah, things like those big, giant cinematic moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've kind of got a little taste of one at the end of Chapter 5 there. Um, so far, I him. like it a lot. So far, I like it a lot, but it does feel like you can absolutely see the roots of it as a DLC to Uncharted 4 that then became Uncharted Lost Legacy, where like I feel like they're hampered a little bit by the fact they started as a smaller project and then evolved mm-hmm. rather than went in planning for It a seems game. like it started as a smaller project, and then they pulled developers off of other projects to come onto this. You said come. Uh, so yeah, if you're a fan of Uncharted, it's forty dollars as well. Absolutely, pick it up. I think people are saying it's like seven or eight hours to complete it, not to like platinum and things like that. Of course, there's crushing difficulty, yeah. all this fun stuff. You got the multiplayer aspect of it too, but uh, yeah, definitely worth picking up. I'm I'm loving it a lot so far. So we'll see you next week after I've hopefully beaten it because Mario Rabbids comes out next week and I'll have to start playing that. And my life is so to. hard. And then you Destiny comes out the to. week after that, and I have to start playing that. I oh, just do not want to play Destiny. Oh, I just want to throw up. I might make an ex- so I've my backlog rule. I'm making an exception. I'm <laughs> yeah. only playing backlog games right now. But, except for Mario Odyssey. Except for Mario Odyssey. But I might make an exception for Mario Rapids, because I'm just really curious about how that's And then gonna you're going to make an exception for Metroid. No. Yeah, Yes, you probably. are. Yeah, you're not going to stick to this for more than a week. There'll be three exceptions. <laughs> that is it. Nope. You're going to play Metro Last Light three quarters of the way and then you're gonna say i give up on this dream of finishing no i backlog. am very very into playing metro i have been holding off in this oh, no. game you're gonna finish metro but you'll give up on the backlog dreams three quarters of the way through oh i see what you're saying i mean i i'm not saying i'm gonna beat every single one of the backlog games what i'm saying is that i'm going to start playing them and get you know deep enough into it or i'm like okay i got my my value out of that game yeah it's really more of like do i want to keep playing this like far cry is not on my backlog because i played enough of that game i'm kind of like yeah uh, this is not something i'm interested in and i stopped playing it so i I plan to go through all of them yeah like shadow of mordor for me i played a few hours of that game i got it know what it's about i appreciate it bye same exact story for me i'll play the new one eventually though it looks i probably won't i mean yeah it looks good good. um so yeah do you want I just to go got a news? text message from you that says, what should be our topic for today? <laughs> we never talked about a topic for today. <laughs> I kind of think we have a couple big news stories that we can just kind of turn into it. So let's okay. start jumping in with news. Yeah. So I, um, I'll start off because I have a yeah, kind of a, a lame story that kind of ties into the whole uh, what 
Naughty Dog is, is doing next. Okay. And this is just more of like one of those really dumb stories where they took a little portion of an interview and yep. turned it into a story. And the headline is, Naughty Dog is currently experimenting with new worlds and genres. And in the interview, I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't uh, Neil Druckmann or anything like that. In the interview, the developer said, yeah, we're always, you know, playing around and sharing ideas. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, actually hate... actively working on stuff. I hate internet journalism. Absolutely. So, like, there was nothing really important about that story. I just, like, wanted to share it because it's really stupid. I oh hate stories God. like that. But what I think is really cool and I'm kind of jealous of, I'm not jealous because I would actually get this, but I'm jealous because it's cool and I want to see it. And that is that the Pokemon Gold and Silver virtual console games that are coming out yeah in the, in the eu you're able to buy it as the game boy color box it still yeah. says 3ds on the side and everything but it's still in a box it's not a 3ds box it is like a paper or cardboard game boy color box it's so yeah. cool so it's cool. a download code inside not a cartridge but yeah it's yeah. pretty awesome very very cool i'm all for that very excited about that stuff just a little side note for pokemon uh Pokemon tournament comes out for a free demo tonight Ooh. So if you're listening to this, you can probably go download that demo on your Switch. I would download the demo for that. I'd play the demo. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. I'd play the demo. I'd, I I could pickle that. <laughs> and then it will just run Nintendo. Uh, yep. Also only coming to Europe is a SNES-styled 3DS. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty cool looking. I would never buy it because I have the coolest 3DS, or actually we have the coolest 3DS ever. That's right, we do. The Majora's Mask 3DS. Twinsies. Which is great stuff. So those are kind of some Nintendo stories I got. I have a few more, but we'll get to. But let's hear some stories. Yeah, I have some shit. So listen to me now. No, I don't want to listen to you. But our audience. Hey, you know that game that was debuted in 2014, and then yeah, that one game. Hey, this has the power of the cloud, and it's going to be great. And then Xbox took a different direction, and they're like, three years later, Crackdown's coming in November with Xbox One X, and then they're like, oh wait, no, it's coming in spring 2018 now. That's this, is a, this is a story I want to flesh out. Crackdown on. 3 got delayed until spring 2018. Uh, their excuse was, obviously, we just want to make it the best it can be, but it was visually, bring up the visual fatality to make sure that it looks as good as people want it to look when it comes out. Hmm. So, that game's going to bomb anyway, so why even fucking try? Yeah, seriously. So, it's, I think that this is a story I want to flesh out, because I think this is really it. important for, for Microsoft. I was actually creating a, I was telling Chad, I was creating a list of topics that we can keep going and talking about, and this was one of them that I wanted to go over, so I'm glad we're talking about it. What does Microsoft have to offer for their Xbox One X? Like, that was the only really big game that could have really shown off the power of the Xbox One X yeah. at launch, and it's not going to be there. I think the only big-ish launch game they're going to have now is that Super Lucky Tales so that's right super lucky tale don't they have like a forza or something which like that i personally out? think looks super lucky tales looks kind of fun but it, even i recognize it is not a system seller it is not gonna sway anyone to buy a one x over a ps4 pro yeah forza but people were gonna like that's it's such a consistent it's like saying that call of duty is gonna sway people exactly on a one yeah. x it's not gonna have that sway it's an amazing franchise but it's not gonna sway people yeah. I'm really worried about the One X. The pre-orders sold out, but that doesn't really mean anything because, of course, they were going to sell out. There were there were enough big Xbox fans out there that were going to get this. So I'm really worried yeah. about the, the One X for this holiday season. Legitimately concerned now. There's Crackdown 3 is going to tank because it was it's a game that had two very different focuses as it was coming in, like the cloud gaming part of Xbox, and then Xbox mm -hmm. changed directions when 
Don Madrick left. Um, and now Phil Spencer is going in a very different direction. And I actually was listening to, I can't remember what podcast it was, but there was a discussion where Xbox right now, there's a dearth of, of stuff to play on it. There's a dearth of exclusives and studios are closing left and right. Like Fable Legends was closed or were canceled and, and Lionhead Studios closed and, uh, this is being delayed. There was, uh, Scalebound was canceled. Like, this is Phil Spencer coming in saying, hey, I'm going to run a different type of Xbox and we got to cancel some things that aren't going to fly mm-hmm. and then we'll rebuild from there. So it's like, you know what? Yeah, if I came in, I would definitely want to make the company my own and I would want to have a clear direction I'm going and I can understand this is just a transition period for Xbox right now. They're, they have a, a transition period four years into their console cycle. Yeah, it sucks the timing for it. But, I mean, Don Matrick was had a shitty idea for Xbox with all that TV and stupid shit that nobody cares about. And Phil Spencer said came in and said, no, this is about games. We got to let some projects go. We got to repurpose some stuff. And now we've got to build that up for the next couple of years until we start seeing the fruits of, of him as the, the head of Xbox. To give people an, an example of how bad Don Matrick really was as the head of Microsoft for Xbox... When the Xbox One DRM issues were coming out, where it always had to be uh, online and all that, his exact quote on what gamers should do if they want to play games offline is to buy an Xbox 360. Just (laughs) goes to show you how... We have a console for that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a console that's eight years old. It just goes to show you how little that guy really understood the, the game industry, from a hardcore gamer perspective at least. Maybe he's doing better at Zynga now. Actually, he's still at Zynga? I don't even know. Not important. I don't know. He's probably dead. <laughs> but I think going back, tying this back to Xbox One X, do you think this is going to have like any sort of major impact on the sales of Xbox One X? Like, because it's, it's, it's not a franchise, I think, that was going to bring in as many people as Microsoft thought it would. No. So it might not actually have a huge impact on their launch, but... I, no, fact, honestly, I think from a marketing standpoint, the fact they don't have a big game there, is that going to have an impact? The, the, the biggest thing that would have any impact on Xbox One X this fall wouldn't have been Crackdown. It would have been third parties and how these games are better on Xbox One X. And that's, that's what they fair. were really banking on. Like That's why they're really pushing Shadow of War, because yeah. it does have all these, these X-exclusive features. Um, and that's not changing. It's just a game that would have gotten mediocre reviews that not a lot of people were going to play anyway is now... It actually might help months, them, so. if anything, because if they had the big Xbox One X game coming out, the Xbox One X is getting mediocre reviews, that could actually hurt the image of the One X yeah. at launch. This actually might be the best move for them, potentially. Yeah, I'm still worried, because it just is not sending this great message of Microsoft has has it going on. They just it's don't... Not, yeah. unfor- like, I feel for these Xbox... Like, people who have that as their main home console, mm-hmm. like... There's nothing right now to be excited about for, on Xbox. You have third-party stuff that you can play on a variety of consoles, but there's there's nothing that makes you well, excited like, and proud as an Xbox gamer. Off the top of my head, the two games I'm most excited about for Xbox are Below and Cuphead, both of which are indie, like, practically 2D-style games. Not that there's yep. anything wrong with 2D, but it's not going to... It's not... They're not big games. And they're, you can get them on PC, too, so... Is Below going to be on PC? I'm pretty sure. Mm, interesting. I don't want to play that game. Uh, next up, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is dead. Yep. 
Very that's sad. It. That's actually my backlog as well. I won't, <laughs> I won't finish it. Yeah, but they. This is official from Bioware. They have officially confirmed that there's no more single player updates for for Mass Effect. Yep, that includes extra content. That includes bug fixes. That include like what what's there is there. And just nothing new. Talking about how these companies handle bad games and turning them good and yeah it's completely up. different strategy from i'm no sure Man's it's Guy. because they're putting resources into anthem which is the yeah. bigger bioware game or is it ea or is it bioware or is it ea uh well, remember bioware got that the bioware studio that was working that's on right they got absorbed. got absorbed yeah by, that's right by massive uh, right massive what was it is it massive I remember i think it's massive massive yeah. he's got a huge talent it's really sad for me that Mass Effect got <sighs> shut down like this. Yeah. As long as... I, I still want them to try to make another Mass Effect game in the future. I still hold on they to will. that. But it's just a shame to see that one of the great... Fran- what, what could have been one of the great franchises has a huge dud in its record. And it's yeah. the only game of this generation, which means that some people might not have even had exposure to the first three games. And their idea of Mass Effect is this complete garbage like mess of a of a release that came out yeah what's sad is that apparently it's not even like a bad game it's just not a great mass effect game but, but that doesn't matter because we're not gonna play is, it and to, that's why it's gamers have very them. high standards though a mediocre game is a bad game for some it's people. true well it's not that it's a bad game it's just a game that in this day and age with all the releases that we have to keep up with like there's not enough time to play mediocre games anymore no that used to be back when you bought one game uh, every couple of months and you played the hell out of that game because mm-hmm. maybe that's all you had the money for or that was all that was coming out. Yeah, you could. There were plenty of bad games that I played for a long time, but nowadays, ain't nobody got time for that. I got bronchitis. <laughs> bronchitis definitely impacts your gameplay experience. <laughs> it does. Hey, speaking of Xbox games that no one gives a shit about from two topics ago. Y'all remember that Recore game? They're getting a from definitive. The creator of Mega Man. They're getting a definitive edition. I think that goes to show how many how the lack of exclusives that Xbox has. <laughs> yeah. They're making a definitive edition a game on a game that was not a commercial or critical success. But you know what's crazy? It's a definitive edition of a game that was released on Xbox One. Like it's not like a port from last generation to this one where you usually see like Tomb Raider definitive edition. That was the one where it was a PS3 game. Oh, yeah, that's kind of got true. remastered on PS4. There's no this DLC like... that they could like be putting in this to like beef it up. <laughs> Apparently there is. There is one like you get there's a ro- I don't know fucking know how this game works cuz I didn't care about it well, at all, but there's an extra robot now that you get or something like yeah, that. Yeah, what's really shitty though about this is that the Recore when it came out I guess like other games that have come out on Xbox One are getting updates for Xbox One X and being all pretty and all that kind of stuff. If you bought Recore on Xbox One, you're not getting those updates. You yeah. have to buy definitive the definitive edition to get those enhancements. No one's yep. gonna buy this game. You do if you edition. if you already own Recore regular. You oh, do you do get, get the updates. You do get the fifth row. Wait, hold on. The core bot will be free to players who already own Recore. And those who purchase an Xbox One X and already own ReCore will receive the game's visual updates for free as well. Then what's the purpose of... So it won't have 4K, like all the new fancy stuff on older versions of Xbox. I guess maybe because they can't even fucking run it. So if you have an X... I'm trying to think what's the purpose. So if you have bought ReCore already, you get these enhancements. And you get the extra robot. What's the purpose of this 
definitive edition then? It just sounds like a marketing ploy. Microsoft officially debuted Record Definitive Edition during the company's Xbox live stream. In addition to a new trailer, the first look confirmed that the fifth Corvette would come available at, uh, later this year, promising to add content originally teased when the game first debuted, listed for 20 bucks and an August 29th release, will feature HDR support and offer enhanced visuals. It's All right. a ploy. If you get those enhancements, the same exact enhancements with the regular traditional version <clears throat> of this game, there was no reason for them to make a definitive edition of this. Unless they're selling the non-definitive edition for less money now, and you can buy them separately from each other, and it's you like can, 30 bucks for I don't know or if 40 that's the bucks. Case. I think if you want the HDR enhanced visuals on a 1S or a 1, you have to buy the definitive edition. That's some bullshit. That's just straight up stupid. That's I'm, really I'm greedy. Like, 20% still confused over how this works, but it's stupid nonetheless. That doesn't make any sense to me. All right, well, I have... Hey, can you? do you have any stories about Xbox's game, Gamescom conference so we can just kind of wrap that whole thing up? I actually don't, because the other thing oh, I had was here's Scorpio one. Edition. Yeah. Scorpio Edition and Xbox One X oh, yeah. pre-orders are live. You can buy one now. We talked about that already. Did we? Yeah, we Xbox mentioned one that. Xbox One pre-orders, yeah. they're live. Uh, there's also this Scorpio edition, which honestly I think kind of looks dumb. Yeah, like, it's, the just, Xbox it's like the day one. Looks, it's the day one edition, nice, but, basically. Yeah, but then it has like it has the Project Scorpio in green on the front of the box, and then especially the controller just has Project Scorpio written sideways down the center of the controller, and it's like, mm, that looks really dumb. I mean, I prefer the name Project Scorpio over Xbox One X myself, or just oh, Scorpio yeah. in general. So maybe they're trying to harp on that, but. Whatever, I'm not going to buy an Xbox One X anyway. No. Yeah, I mean, the name's cool. I just the name's think it cool. looks dumb. Um, I have... I have two uh, two Nintendo stories that are pretty quick. Ooh, tell me your Nintendo those, stories. Those are my last Nintendo stories. So, one I like, one I don't like. One I don't like is that there's a new <sighs> mode There's a new mode in the uh, in Ultra Sun and Moon coming out where you can take pictures of your pokemon to increase your friendship with them these are the the exact kind of things that i don't care about in pokemon games yeah i'd rather them just really enhance the rpg elements of it i've never every time there's been like a pokemon contest or like you can um, like rub your pokemon and stuff to like make them love you like i never do any of that stuff i wonder how much of that is popular in japan it has to be popular in Japan, because I guarantee you that no one in America is doing that. No. I've never seen babies. a single person that plays Pokemon, even super hardcore fans, ever do that stuff in the U.S. Yep. It's got to be a Japanese thing. It has to be. Yep. Because I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they'll release Pokemon mobile games in the future that are just stuff like this. Yep. It would, and it would sell like crazy, too. You know, so there's that you story. Know, that's the whole, the whole shtick of me, Tomo. Yeah. You just have conversations, answer trivia, and buy clothes for your me. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I don't know. Japan has some different cultural interests than we do. Well, that's because they're different cultures. And that is neither good nor bad. It is just a different culture. It's just different. But on the good side, <sighs> tell me there another. Is a new arms character that is oh, good. awesome. Her name is Lola Pop. Okay. Can you take a picture with her? Uh, no, because she's not in Pokemon. Wait, Lola Pop? Is she like Popsicle? She's a candy character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what she does is she like she guards, she balloons up and turns into like this big like it's almost like in Willy Wonka how Violet Beauregard yeah, kind of balloons she's that up. Blueberry bitch. She, she kind of becomes a big blueberry. 
this character will just kind of blow up when she's guarding. And she just looks awesome and so much fun. And she's in a really cool new level that's... I'm going to look up a picture of her right now. ...kind of shaped in, like, a Z, almost. What's the name of it? Lolly Lola? Lola Pop. Lola Pop. Lola Pop. Lola Pop. Oh, she looks like a terrifying candy clown. (laughs) Her arms, like, every character has, like, the spring arms. Like, Min Min has ramen arms because she's, like, she has... Her whole world is, like, a little ramen bowl. And yeah. she has looks like licorice arms almost, and she has clown pants on. Clown pants on. Yep. Yeah, I, she's she's terrifying. This she's is like awesome. it. This is but it. She, but the best thing about her is her. She's a new pair of arms that come with her too, and they're nunchuck arms. Oh, so arms! Fun. I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still playing that game? I am. Yeah. Good. I literally it up uh, today, I think. But I don't really count that as, like, my, what did you play this week? Because I'm not yeah. going to talk about ARMS again, because it's just Cause you the played same it. thing. Yeah. I played it. Except we talked about ARMS again. We did, but because there's a story about ARMS, and it's great. Well, I was actually looking to play this character, because I thought she'd be out today, but she's not, so. Ah. Uh-huh. But. Speaking of things that are out today. Just kidding, I don't have anything yeah. that's out today. <laughs> today? I was hoping Perfect. something on this list would be that. Nope. Uh, at Gamescom. <laughs> Great transition. <laughs> At Gamescom, they did announce. Have you seen the Jurassic World yes. evolution? This that this looks pretty actually cool. looks pretty awesome. That's a really clever idea for a, I guess, a park simulation game. Yeah, it's from the guys who did Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it's a it's a park building thing with the T Rex, and it can get free, and you have to fucking have it not eat everybody or eat everybody whatever yeah that's you want what i would do absolutely your, your park to be what i would do um, is have the kids play area and then like the t-rex bin right next to it <laughs> just like have the t-rexes come out all the time it'd be great coming summer 2018 to xbox one playstation 4 and pc honestly like i want this to be on ipad yeah, all those like rts games or like like roller coaster tycoon kind of style games like this yeah. is those games, I feel, would work so much better on iPad. They would be so dope on iPad, especially now that mobile devices are at a point where they're pretty powerful and can support that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, when iPad first came out, no way it was going to happen. But now, why not? No. Oh. Yeah. Plus, touch just makes this stuff so much easier. I was playing Tropico a few weeks ago on the PS4. Yep. I hate controlling those kind of games with a joystick. It just doesn't work. I don't. I don't know what Tropico is. Tropico is essentially civilization, but you're a dictator. Okay, it's fun. Nice, That's civilization. Nice, 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 um, nice, nice. It's like a city builder game, but you like a Sim City, but you're a dictator. Gotcha. Yeah, it's super fun in concept, <laughs> but I never played it. Nice. So, I have a story here that uh-uh. I'm kind of excited about. No, you, you a, don't. I okay, do. Go. I do have a story here, and that is that uh, Final Fantasy 15 is coming to mobile. With a pocket edition. I Wait, swear what? to God. You, is this news to you? Yeah. I saw yeah. that it's coming to PC. It is coming to mobile with a pocket edition. It's all what it's like a cartoon mean? version of the game almost. But it's the same gameplay. It's still like an action RPG. I'll send it is to you it right the, now. Is it the full game? So I've heard conflicting reports. I've heard be. it, it is the be. full game. I've also heard it's condensed into ten episodes. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. So, the 10 episodes are going to be broken up. The first one's free. You pay for the ones after that. 
but it is the same gameplay like you are on your road trip with your friends the dialogue between the characters is all there there's voice acting for it but it's it kind of looks like you know how the ds final fantasy games looked where kind of these like cartoon characters it looks like yeah. a better version of that I'm Send sending. Link. I'm sending it to you right now. I I saw this and I'm like, that looks awesome. That looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. That's interesting. Yes, so it comes out this fall. It's gonna be an iOS, Android, and Windows 10 mobile devices. <laughs> All four of those. All four of them. All four Windows 10 mobile. Oh shit. No word on pricing quite yet. I don't think, unless it's not in this article here. But I was very surprised by that. It reminds me of the Resident Evil 4 mobile game. Resident Evil 4 came out on mobile, I want to say, like, 2011 or so. And it was just condensed down to 10 episodes of that game. So it was not the full game, but it gave you, like, tastes of some of the gameplay experiences in it. So you got to do, like, the part where you're in the town, escaping from the the villagers. Like, kind of those really iconic moments from the game, you got to play those. So I imagine they're kind of picking the, the... Kind of an, an adapted story of it, and coupling that with the the kind of key parts of the gameplay they wanted to show off. So you're watching the this, for it right now. Yeah, it, it, it looks, looks good, like a it? legit version of this game. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I was pretty surprised. God, my that's pretty cool. I wonder how that's going to actually turn out. It looks solid. It looks really solid, and it they clearly made this from the ground up. Yeah. So I I think if they made this from the ground up, they weren't going to do it half-assed. And Final Fantasy has a history on iOS. I mean, you can have every Final Fantasy up through nine, I think. Yeah. On iOS, so I'm sh- they've had years to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It That's looks good. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I w- I won't play through that game again, but I'll definitely play the first chapter and see how. It I goes. might play it that way because I don't really have a desire to play a fifty-plus-hour action RPG after really not being a Final Fantasy fan for a very long time, I would try that, though. It looks fun. Nice. Yeah. I can't believe I shocked you with a new story. This yeah. Is... Yes. History was made here. Yes. Hey, so, if you guys like VR, HTC Vive is getting a significant price drop. $200. Dropping $200 down to $599. You still need a beast of a computer to run it. But uh, if you want the best VR headset on the market... Yeah, I think rather I think rather than getting for VR, I think that rather than getting these companies to make another version of the VR that's better, I think they need to work on just getting everything super cheap. Yeah, I think that ideally VR headsets should be in the two hundred dollar range. And once they're there, I think it'll then hit mass market appeal. That standalone Facebook one that's coming out next year, no phone relying or anything like that. But I'm I don't know how that's going to be though. I'm talking like for for video games, like a high quality VR headset. That's going to be a medium quality, like stationary. You can't move around. But the Vive, the PlayStation VR, these kind of VR headsets stand above, say, the Gear VR or the Google Daydream. Because Google Daydream and the Gear VR, you're stationary. You have to sit in one location. I imagine the Facebook one will mimic that. Yeah. We'll see, though. I have no idea. It is technically going to be made by Oculus. Aculoso. That's Spanish for Oculus. Mm-hmm. I made that up right now. But if they're selling the things. Oculus on 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 the side of this dedicated VR hustle? headset, or really the dedicated VR headsets that would be to the side of the Oculus Rift, it can't be as powerful as an Oculus Rift. Oh no, it absolutely won't be. So therefore, it's going to be stationary. I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah it's going to be the exact same shit you're getting on Google Daydream and Gear VR, but it without will, a phone. But that's a big deal still, but I, w- yeah. I wouldn't buy it. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> this week, PlayStation revealed a short teaser animated video saying, hey, we have some new hardware that we're going to show off. I called it. Just something under a red sheet. And it turned out to be a fucking GT-skinned, stupid-ass PlayStation. So Jen are talking about this beforehand, and I'm thinking it's just going to be a reskin. There's no way it's anything, like, really new. They've never hyped up a, a reskin like this before, though. It's so stupid. He also said in, that, in the tweet, like, something new is coming or something like that. That's yeah, not says, new. We're getting geared up for the reveal of something new. Oh, geared up is a clue as to what that is. Oh my god! So I mean, they stupid. were going. I don't blame them for making it, like no. the console itself. That makes sense. No. The I mean, marketing it look behind good, that but... and the positioning of it was kind of strange. That's not new. Yeah. What day does it come out again? It's October, isn't it? It comes out uh, long, alongside 30th? GT Sport. I believe. No, just kidding. I lied about that. Uh, yeah, something. I don't. I don't care. Well, it's coming out when GT comes out on PS4. And if you like it enough to get a console that's silver and black and then has a little GT logo on the top of it, go for it. It does look nice. Uh, last thing I have before we talk about what I think is on everyone's mind this week, which is the SNES Classic. Um, this actually just dropped today. Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle has a season pass, and there's a price on it, and it kind of details what's in it. I missed this story. Please, it was, please do it was, share. Uh, it was... It came out today. Actually, don't share that. I don't. I don't want you to talk to me about it. Okay, good. Hey, everyone. Holden's plugging his ears right now. Um. So no, no, the I'm game launches sure. on the 29th, which is next week. Available on the shop for night. The season pass will be available for 19.99. Oh, that's not um, good. Yeah, it has three sets. The first is unlockable with on day one, and it's just eight unique steampunk weapons, each with their own individual statistics. The next piece of DLC will come later this fall, introducing new solo challenges and additional maps for cooperative play. And then the third and final piece of DC DLC will arrive sometime in 2018 and feature new story content. Interesting. It sounds very similar to how the Zelda DLC got rolled out. Yeah. What I hope this is, however, I hope this allows it... I hope these, you can buy these individually rather than the stupid Zelda way where you have to buy the season pass for both packed like you can't buy those individual i didn't mind it that way i kind of liked it yeah but i don't care about the steampunk guns and i probably won't play a lot of cooperative play on this one i just want the extra story you don't want to play with me i mean online Mm, i don't think so i don't know we'll see how good the game is but people are really liking it so far in the previews that's a thing. Do you have any more news stories left? Uh, I think I do. I know I've actually, I have. Tell me all about it. Tell I have three stories. It, tell me all about it. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. So um, one story here is that this, so a lot of these are pretty quick. Dissidia Final Fantasy NT launching on the PlayStation 4 on the day of January. There is a specific date. January 30th, 2018. Did you ever play those games on PSP? I did, and I actually really they were fun. liked them. They were really yeah, I fun, enjoyed yeah. them a lot. It's it's Super Smash Bros. for Final Fantasy characters. I don't even really Kinda. care about Final Fantasy characters that much. And it is Super Smash Bros. Final Fantasy characters. It has a well, different style of gameplay because you're in a 3D arena as opposed 3D to 3D arena. Side by it's side. also only one on one. 
And the reason I'm saying it's Smash Bros. You're just is that attacking to build up for your big attacks, which is different than. But I guess it's similar. I'm, I guess I'm saying it's similar in the sense that it's it similar is in all the fact the that Final it's a Fantasy. fighting game between all the Final Fantasy characters. Yes, I'm excited for it because other I than really that, it shows it. no similarities to in Smash Bros. The gameplay itself is not the same, but the concept of a fighting no. game with characters across many games within a known quantity is is there. So there's that. There's also where was it? Age of Empires 4 was announced, and I didn't realize the last one came out in 2005. Whoa. Yeah, so this is actually a, p- a pretty big deal that it's coming back. And Do you think it took them 12 years, or do you think they gave up and they're like, you know what? They probably read. a thing now. They probably started over again a few times. It's being headed by Microsoft Studios, which means this is going to be an exclusive to Xbox One, I would imagine. Xbox One console That's a pretty exclusive. big exclusive for them. The other one is there's been this trend of souls-like games yeah and there's a new one and i've been saying this is when is there going to be a dark Souls shooter there is now a dark souls like shooter that's called immortal unchained and wait whatever happened to that other one we talked about like three months ago surge and i never surge yeah did you ever play that no it was supposed to be pretty good demo or there's a demo out. i think i'm gonna play that tonight yeah that was supposed to be pretty good so in this game you are it's all about dodging the the bullets, I guess. It's yeah. all about mobility, um, but they are calling it a Souls-like game. And I'm going to be very interested to see what a shooter, third-person shooter action RPG Souls-like game is going to be like. I yeah, think we're really starting mean? to... We're starting to see a genre getting made. Yeah. And I think that's a kind of cool A genre is being see. birthed before our eyes. Careful, so, if you want to sleep with your wife again, don't look down there. So it's, it's going to test birthed. your Twitch skills with punishing difficulty. I don't play Ew. shooters that much, so I'm like I don't know how well Splatoon will translate to this. <laughs> so. Or Metro, you play Metro? That's true. I play Metro. That's not quite like a shooter shooter though. A shooter shooter. A shooter shooter. It's not. That's like a shooter a that shoots other shooter shooters. Game. That's like Mark Wahlberg's. It's a survival shooter. horror game in a first person perspective. Horror game. It's a horror. Survive game. the whores. The whores. It's a horror game. <laughs> the hordes of whores. <laughs> There will be a game oh, called man. that at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's going to star you, and you're the star quarterback for your high school, small town, backwoods team. I and think... you have to survive the horde of whores. <laughs> all right, do you have any more stories? I think that's all I got. No, I don't. All right, so let's get into something that pisses me off. So I was, These I saw this fucking... group chat happening. Oh, my God. I saw you complain about it a little bit. But Super tell me Nintendo. About this. So Walmart, a month ago, accidentally put up pre-orders for super nintendo classic so I just did air quotes to see i did know. i air accidentally air quotes claw my eyes out <laughs> put this up in the middle of the night and everyone was so pissed like oh my god why the fuck would you do this in the middle of the freaking night and then they're like oh just kidding it was an accident and everyone you got canceled then comes last night not last night two nights ago now when fucking 1 30 in the morning eastern standard time um best buy puts theirs up and they sell out almost immediately. And then 5 a.m., Amazon goes up, sells out almost immediately. And it's like, who the fuck do they expect? If, if Nintendo and these retailers want people who care about the system to get into the hands of those people, like, why the fuck would you do it while everyone's asleep? The or only just people announce it. It's them, going to be yeah. launching for pre-orders at 4 a.m., and then people right. will be ready for it. Otherwise, everyone who got it right now has to be some kind of scammer. 
I yeah, there was a picture on Reddit I saw, and it was just a listing of all these SNES classics that said 250, 250, 250, 250 on eBay. Yep. And the posting yep. was, why can't these consoles go, go to people who actually want to use them? Exactly. And, and then later that day, GameStop's pre-orders go up, and it crashes their website. But apparently if you drive to a GameStop location, you could do it. Or if you use the app, I was sitting there fucking right next to Justin Svoboda. While he had his app open, and I had my app open, and we're both hitting the same fucking button. Couldn't order any of the regular console, but you could order their stupid bullshit $140 bundles with the bundle with the thing in it. What bundle is going to be used? It comes with, like, a stupid shitty art book, and a piece of shit other thing that you don't want, and then, like, a wireless Lame. controller. But it's their way of selling these things at and getting a lot of profit for shit you don't need. But anyway, he's sitting there hitting refresh and checkout on this thing. And I'm doing the same thing, and he gets in, after probably like a half hour of tapping, he gets in and he's able to pre-order two, and then even gets into the process of ordering the third one before mine even let me order anything. Like, that kind of shit pisses me off. One, lot, to, to be fair, a when lot of you these put it up in the middle of the night. A lot of these companies, Walmart, Best Buy, all them, um, have been saying that they're going to have a pre-order um, like kind of allotment of units, and they're also going to have an allotment of units for actual launch day at stores. Yes. So you have a chance. Who knows how much Nintendo has said they're going to make significantly be. more than they did for the NES last year, so hopefully it won't be hard to get these. But here's the thing. There no, is a gigantic, it will still be hard to get these. There's a gigantic... I know, it's still going to be hard to get one, but it's going to be easier than it was to get an NES Classic. There is such a huge, gigantic demand for these products. Why limit them to only being sold in 2017? But why Nintendo, is this that's not why. a consistent thing? Well, I mean, there's the virtual console. They probably want people to buy games there. Do they? Do they want people to buy a virtual console? Then fucking release virtual console. But that's a whole other fucking thing. <laughs> like, they've done They've done a lot of really great things this year, I think. But this is the virtual console and how they're handling these, like, uh, NES Classic and SNES Classics is, is, is abysmal. It's terrible. It's really, really bad. So stupid. It makes me, like, in... My heart of hearts, I want to boycott Nintendo and never fucking buy anything they've ever done before. Again, until enough people do it that they finally stop doing their shitty fucking practices that they've done their whole lives. With Wii, with this, with everything in the whole world. Absolutely everything like, in the whole world. If I get my hands on an SNES Classic, also I'll be like, Ah! I'm so in love! Oh, I'm I just, just so fucking pissed off. Well, this, is what, this is what they should do. They should... Send, like, okay, they say, okay, the people who own a Switch are, like, the most dedicated Nintendo fans, we'll say, right? Yeah. Send a little survey to every Switch and just say, hey, do you guys want an SNES Classic? And then use that as a gauge of how many they should make. Or no. something like that. They need to do something. They because just make they a don't, fuck ton of them. They're not going to people who really want to have these things. They're going to people no. who rip people off online. There are SNES, there are, sorry, not SNES, there are NES Classics that are, like, still on eBay for, like, four or $500. Yep. It's crazy. Just release it's them stupid. so they're consistently available all the time. I wouldn't mind if they upped the price to $100 for each of these as if they were available all the time so they can make more profit off of it or something. But they have to because there's a huge demand for them. People will buy them. I want yep. one. Really, I'm saying this because I want one and I'm not going to get one probably. It's fucking stupid. And the fact that they're not going to make any more after December of this year. So I have a theory on this that's like the Disney vault where, mm. like, we're not going to sell The Lion King anymore. And then, like, five years later, they're like, by the way, The Lion King's now out on Blu-ray for everyone to get. Mm. I'm thinking that in, like, a few more years we'll see the, like, once they've gone to, like, the GameCube virtual console and kind of end it there, Hate then it. they'll kind of go back to NES again. And they'll have, like, maybe more games or different games on it or something like that. It'll be a little bit different than the NES class that came out earlier. 
But it's it's stupid as shit. It's really shit dumb. stupid. It's Fox really Nintendo. Stupid. All right, so we're gonna wait. Mario Rabbids though, <laughs> and Mario Odyssey, and Mario Odyssey, and you're definitely gonna buy that Zelda DLC. Nope, not touching that <laughs> with a forty foot pole. Are you gonna uh, wait in line? I, I to was get so these? bored with that game. Oh, I have yes, yes. Not only for myself, but I'm already thinking of ways to rope in my roommate to come with me because they're probably gonna have a one per customer limit. Because I want to get one for my parents because mm-hmm. they're gonna freak the fuck out over it. Yeah. And they're not going to know to pre-order one or anything like that. No. That's even a good point, too. Even if you could fucking do one. Even if you look at kind of the Blue Ocean strategy, I think there's a Blue Ocean strategy. Not Blue Ocean exactly, but like old gamers who don't game anymore, really. Mm-hmm. But want to go, like your parents who have an SNES still. Yeah. If they, if they, they still they play it? it with their new TV. Yeah. But now they can with an SNES Classic that they can't buy. Right. Exactly. It's dumb. It's dumb. Fucking Nintendo. Yeah, I don't really have anything like new to add to this conversation at this point. Like, if just... you got one, write into us. Tell us how about you got it, and then yeah, send it to me. Glow and give me your and address. I'll come kill you and take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so worked up about it. I was so pissed off. I was sitting there. I was at work, supposed to be doing my job, just hitting refresh on this stupid goddamn GameStop website. Oh, and then Target. Apparently, if you hit the button enough at Target, it'll say, out of stock, out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. Oh, there's an item in your cart now. And it's like, oh, great. And then you go to your cart, you put in your billing information, you put in your shipping, it says, review your order, great, hit the button. Oh, no, your cart is empty. I did that six times and screamed every time it said it was empty. Just fucking, like, why can't, it's 2017, the internet is all around us. I can, I'm looking around me in 360 degrees right now, I can literally see internet everywhere. Why can't it fucking work? When pre-orders go live for the SNES Classic. <laughs> Why does GameStop's website lie to people? Why does it crash? Why does Target lie to people? Because they... If any they of you guys are listening, though, and from, you do get an extra... From, from Target and Walmart know. and Best Buy's perspective, they're like, great, these consoles are selling out like crazy. This is awesome for us. They don't care. Or do they? No, they don't. Because if they had more, people would fucking buy more. Mm-hmm. So they do care. They want more. Shut up, Holden. They care. Tell them they care so they get more. That's Walmart, the end of my little baby rant. Care. Do you have anything else you want to rant about? Before um, we get to the subscriber interrogative? Yeah, I do I do have something to bring up. What is okay. this subscriber interrogative about? I don't get it. Oh, I don't know. I just had the thought the other day. I was like, I, I wrote it in the form of an analogy that you would see on the SAT. So I understand if you aren't familiar with that format, with the colon and the double colon. Mm-hmm. So tell me but about I just, this. I was just in my kitchen the other day. I'm actually going to the interrogative Drinking right some now. water. And I said, huh, you know, all these old people talking about, oh, I don't get a technology and all these people wasting all the time on their video games and they should go see people and and go out to the park and fucking whatever old people say nowadays. But I was thinking in my head, you know, young people are to video games. And I say young, thinking like now that's like, 30s and 40s because you're like 50 years old now i'm almost 30 i'm 27 i'm gonna die tomorrow (laughs) young people are to video games as old people are to bridge club and bingo and stupid shit like that so you're saying that like there'll be like retirement homes in the future like where like there are like mario kart tournaments and stuff happening yeah i i honestly do think that's going to be a thing but old people are always complaining about young people in their video games and they're i think at the root of it is that they're just pissed off that their games are boring and suck. <laughs> it's like, you never learned how to do anything past playing with cards. To be fair, though, to be fair. Or stamping a bingo number. 
you can't get better graphics than a bridge game because it's it's like lifelike. It is photorealistic. It's photorealistic. I think bingo. I can just say like card games and stuff because there's a social dynamic to it. I don't understand bingo, man. That's the worst one. Yeah, bingo is boring as shit. I mean, but at I mean, least you, you go guess, and you sit with Betty and Sue Ann and Velma and Bertha. I just and like you bingo sit there and you chat about how bitchy this other old woman is at the retirement home. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting. I mean, like even by that time, of course, we're all going to have little lenses in our eyes and we communicate that way, but it's still a social experience for us with video games, even mm-hmm. if it's just us talking about the a single-player game to each other well, or whether it's playing cooperatively or competitively. Well, what's funny is you might even see a different, like, kind of complaint, like, a different nature to the complaining, where, like, gamers who are playing on the SNES and NES eras will now say games are too easy now, games were, were harder, and, like, they... <laughs> yep. There is there's more impact to the games and all this kind of stuff. Like you'll have like in the future, be like, I don't know why kids are playing all these stupid like yeah, so what, games or whatever. What do like, I don't know what like when we're sitting in a retirement home playing Mario Kart on a screen with a controller. I think it's a, or even with a VR headset on. What are we gonna say? Oh, these kids and they're doing heroin while jacking their brains into a computer. <laughs> I don't think it'll be something <laughs> like that. Minus the heroin, we'll be like. We're playing with a controller, and they're just, like, looking at something invisible in front of them and, like, twiddling their hands around. And they're like, like, what are these kids doing playing these interactive AR games and all that kind of stuff? It'll be like that. Where does it go from there? Where does it go from augmented reality? You know what's funny is that I have a topic in the future that we will be discussing this. Oh, shit. Right? So, yeah. I think we're about to jump into our Hellblade spoiler cast. Oh yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So that's it for this week's like legit episode of Split Screen Gaming Podcast. Uh, we're gonna stop it right here in just a second, and then uh, check out the feed for our spoiler discussion of Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice on PlayStation Senua. Four is it, and it's PC. Senua. It's Senua. Senua. Oh, that was Senua. 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 I, I thought they were saying Senua. The... All right, never mind. They were I'm saying Quinoa. Quinoa. Senua and Quinoa. You got him confused. Hellblade. Quinoa is a sacrifice. <laughs> oh no, my germ has separated from me. That wasn't funny. Hey, uh, you guys are great. We're going to try to get back on like a regular-ish schedule, but that's not going to be next week because next week is Game of Thrones finale, so it's still going to be late next week. We'll do Monday? Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, we'll Don't hold out. us to it. Yeah. The occasional weekly podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye, Tiger Lilies. <laughs> <laughs>